The theme that the Lord has brought us to for this first assembly in Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 10, is neighborly love. And we want to remind ourselves of its importance here as we open up this first service. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, some of you have heard this many times. It's a wonderful comparison the Apostle makes to impress upon us the importance of neighborly love. And those neighbors, you know, loosely include everyone in here, but what we're going to be considering today isn't really brotherly love. It's neighborly love, all the people that we meet outside this place of worship that we work with, they live next door to us, we shop among them, we drive among them, and we want to uh, be lovers of them as well, even our enemies that fit into the large category of neighbors. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 28, the Apostle Paul is listing in order the gifts in the New Testament church, and he is ranking them, and he makes the ranking very obvious. And so he tells us what's most important, he tells us what's least important, and he tells us something that is more important. And I hope that it will impress upon us the importance of love. And then he will compare it to any other acts, religious acts that we can do, any other religious abilities we might have, and it is superior. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty-eight, And God hath set some in the church, first apostles. There's the first and greatest gift God gave the New Testament church, and those are the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondarily, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. Then, gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. There's the gifts in the church ranging from the most important apostles to the least important speaking in tongues. Verse 29, are all apostles? The rhetorical answer is no, they are not. There's only a few apostles. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? And the answer to each of those is no. There's only some of those in each church. Well, what if you didn't have any of those gifts? And what if you had one of those gifts and it was farther down the list than you would have preferred it to have been? Verse 31, But covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Covet earnestly the best gifts. You can desire and wish that you had before God without any personal pride or ambition involved to have the greater gifts in the list. Yet, in spite of that, even if God doesn't give those to you, I'm going to show you a more excellent way of serving Him. And that excellent way is in chapter 13. Neighborly love. And so the apostle goes on to say this in the first three verses. Though I speak, and now he is describing his apostolic gifts... And by hyperbole, he is exaggerating his apostolic gifts as high as he can describe them, and yet showing you that love is more important and greater than those gifts. And without love, his gifts are worthless and irritating and profitless. So here we go in verse 1 of chapter 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries, and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, 
I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Amen and amen. Amen. What a comparison of the importance of love. In the ranking of gifts, it is the more excellent way of serving God because even if you were an apostle like Paul with the gifts that he describes in these first three verses, but you don't have charity and love toward others, you are just an irritating noise. You're profitless. You are nothing. This is the more excellent way of serving the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is to love everyone you come in contact with. When the Bible says to love your neighbor as yourself, your neighbor is everyone God puts in your path. From the slow driver in front of you on your way here to the irritating person at work and so forth and so on, the Lord arranges all those people in our lives right down to our enemies and we're supposed to love them. This is the Christian religion. Two commandments, the love of God and the love of neighbor. And we want to remind ourselves because God is going to remind us this morning from Romans 13 of the importance of loving others. What a comparison. I thank God for such wonderful comparisons of ranking the gifts, putting love greater, and then showing the abilities that Paul might be able to have. And if he didn't have charity along with it, it was all profitless. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, the God of all glory, and the God of hope, and the God of all mercies, we thank Thee, that thou art love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in thee, and you dwell in him. And Heavenly Father, we ask this day, by the power of the Holy Spirit, and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you will increase our love for others. That we will only have benevolent and kind thoughts and efforts toward them. And that we will seek their welfare and their good with every thought, sentence, gesture, and action. Heavenly Father, forgive us for any bitterness, grudges, resentment, selfishness, covetousness, and any sins that we have ever committed against others. And teach us by your grace through Jesus Christ, forgiving our sins, that we would be more loving than we've ever been before. Heavenly Father, let us not find comfort in love toward those that are our friends. But as the Savior taught us, let us be diligent and faithful in loving those that are our enemies. And those that do not salute us, let us salute them. And those that do not love us, let us anyway love them. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the Word of God. We're thankful for the variety of subjects it covers. We're thankful that it deals with every part of our lives. And as we are now leaving and have left our obedience and submission and honor and fear towards civil government, teach us how we ought to act toward everyone else, our superiors, equals, and inferiors in the rest of our interaction in society. Teach us how to love that we might be perfect children of our Father which is in heaven. Heavenly Father, we pray for your churches and saints in every place that you will be with them this day. We pray for our mother Joy in the hospital bed this morning, that you would strengthen her with all might, first of all in her inner man, and then her outer man, 
And Heavenly Father, that You will guide the doctors and nurses there to provide the best of care for her. We're thankful that Your angels are there to keep her safe. We pray that You will give her peace and joy and faith through the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank You for having mercy upon her so far, Heavenly Father, and we pray for yet more mercy. Father, as we have prayed in the back room this morning, we pray for all the wayward children in our church, that you would bring them to a place of repentance, that they would call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and make him their portion and their cup in this life, that they would turn their backs on the world and the seduction of it and the sins that so easily beset them and come running to the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, thou art able to grant repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may be recovered from the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. We thank thee that that repentance is in your power, for thou art the God of all mercies, and we pray that you would show it toward our children. Father in heaven, this day we dedicate to thee, these assemblies we dedicate to thee. We thank thee for thy word. We thank Thee for the gracious salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ that has given us a place in the house of God and among the family of God. Be with us now. We're thankful for our nation. We pray for our rulers. Preserve them and keep them. Bless them and guide them. We're thankful for the mercies that we enjoy under their care. And now bless us that we might worship Thee acceptably through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.